Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business. Generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com. We have a great show lined up for everybody again today. We have my co-host, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, joining us. Hello, Jack. Hello. How are you today? I am good. I am trying to figure out which one of these people is our guest today. So if I unmute you and you are not Cheryl, I apologize. Cheryl, did I find you properly? I think so. Yay! Well, I will let Jack do the honors of telling everyone a little bit more about who you are. Hi, welcome, Cheryl. Cheryl Fields is uh, here to talk to us about money. She helps you keep more of your money because a wealthy lifestyle is not about how much you make, but the lifestyle you create. I couldn't agree more. Uh, She runs the lifestyle. Yeah. She runs the Lifestyle Wealth Group and has helped thousands of American families and business owners recapture money that they're unknowingly and unnecessarily letting slip through their fingers. And today, we're going to talk about a 100-year-old proven strategy that the wealthy have been using to grow their wealth and protect their assets risk-free. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you, Jack. It's so great to be here. Hi, Gina. Thanks for having me on the show today. Well, we are very excited to have you. Jack and I got hooked on Tony Robbins' book, Money Master the Game, a few months back. So I well, good for you because so many people, I think, yes, I think so many people bought the book and so many of my people I know have said, did, did anybody really make it all the way through that book? And so I have to laugh and say, yeah, people like me did, but um, I wouldn't expect most people. But there's a lot of great information in there. And I think one of the things he really hits on that I talk to people about all the time is how so much money in, is wasted in mutual funds um, just through fees and um, expenses and advertising. And it really filters out your wealth and um, you know, doesn't let it grow for you. So that's the big takeaway from that book in my opinion. Well, I know I have not yet finished the book myself, and I've been reading it for over six months. Jack, did you finish right. it? Oh, God, no. That thing is like 8,000 pages long. No, I, well, I, I was waiting for somebody like Cheryl to come along and who had read it. I've done this all my life, so I can cheat off of her. Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm here. I want to make your life easier. And so, yeah, I actually did wade through the whole thing, and um, that's actually one of the biggest takeaways. So um, I can tell you both it looks great on the bookshelf, so, so don't, don't do anything with it. Don't give it away. Put it on the bookshelf, and everybody will think you've read it. Yeah. 
Well, so there's got to be something better than, you know, stuffing money under your mattress and mm -hmm. between that and mutual funds. There's got to be some happy medium. And I wasn't really clear exactly what my plan would be. I understood the concepts, but I didn't understand really, you know, when I stopped reading, I was like, man, I still don't know what my plan would be. And to this day, right. I'm, I'm kind of befuddled about that. Right. So, um so getting away from actually from that book, but I think looking at overall strategies, I think what Tony really tried to accomplish was he tried to make it, he tried to take some of the biggies of the industry, I mean the huge leaders, you know, the people that run Vanguard and Charles Schwab and, and people that are, you know, that started these. Um, and actually a lot of what I teach people goes back to the time when they're, you know, generation ago, they all started because back then um, in 1913 when they created the IRS, they also created another system. They created a system for people that were willing to pay tax and a system for people that didn't want to quite pay so much. And so that's really actually back then is when they started the Federal Reserve and things just started to get, um, you know, things started to go in a lot of different directions. And so um, what, you know, I really try to help people understand that, um, the wealthy have been doing this for a long time, and um, the system that I try to teach people was designed by America's wealthy, but it's available to everyone. So it does, you don't have to have a lot of money to make it work for you. And I think one of the things you'll find in Tony's book is that it really does work best with people that do have some assets and have diversified assets and, you know, are actively managing their money on a daily basis. And most of us, mm -hmm. you know, that's not our lifestyle, Jack, right? I mean, our lifestyle is right. not sitting in the computer. It's about living life and enjoying life and having those experiences that are our life. And so um, that's, I think it's great information, but I think it can really be some you know, summed down, I don't. I didn't say, mean dumbed down, but I mean summed down to where you can understand that um, there's a lot of information in there for somebody who wants to dig into it, but, you know, there's a few really good takeaways, and that's really where we can sum it up. Yeah. Well, let's get into what you do for people and um, the advice that you give people to, to do just that, to sum it down and make it simple, if if it's even possible. I guess it sounds like you've stumbled upon a way to make it people like me <laughs> understand uh, how all this stuff can work for us. You know, I really hope that that's true, and I hope that after our interview today you'll say, you know what, she, she did do that. Um, so um, let me give you a couple of pieces of information that you might find interesting. Americans are living right now on only 27% of the money they make, and that's because we spend 39% of our money on taxes. And that's not just income tax, it's sales tax, property tax, tax at the gas pump, tax when you book an airplane ticket, tax at the hotel, tax at the Walmart, tax at Nordstrom's, it's whatever. And we don't think about that. And that's what I talk about with money slipping through your fingers. And then we spend 29% of our money in interest. And that's for things like mortgages, car loans, student loans. You know, that's like the looming thing right now. Over $1.2 trillion in America, Jack, is is hung up in student loans, and it's. I saw the CEO of Wells Fargo on um, Maria Bartolomo's show last this last weekend, and um, he was saying she asked him what the number one factor was right now. He thought affecting the economy, and he said one of the biggest factors is the 1.2 trillion dollars in student loan debt, and so we really. So that's the debt. People are paying thousands of money, thousands of dollars in interest and not being able to use their own money. And so that leaves only 27% of the money they make that they can live on. So what I find is that um, people at all income levels, whether you know I say like you're a food service worker or you're the neurosurgeon at the hospital, 
people are just broke at different levels because they all fall into the same trap, and the trap is we've been duped by the system. So it's not that nobody ever taught us how to how to make these things simple, right, Jack? I mean, we all tr- we deal with money every day, and and it really takes a lot to be an expert. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, um, and I've had all different kinds of businesses. Um, I've been involved in media publishing. I had a broadcast quality video production company in L.A. Um, I've had all different kinds of companies, but. Um, it was about um, 11 years ago that um, I got in a situation where I kind of ended up starting over. I took on a business partner. I had grown a publication, a business publication, to where it was ready to be sold. And um, I needed a partner, a venture capital person, to help me grow it. And anyway, long story short, um, in the middle of the process, he ended up kind of having a midlife crisis and divorced his wife of 40 years and took off with the money. So there I was, right? And so the point is I was starting over, and I thought to myself, you know, I really know how business works, but I have no idea how money works, right? And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. I really have to know how it works, and I have to know fast now, right? Because I don't have time, a lifetime, to let it grow. I have to figure out how to make it work for me now. So I did what I thought was a smart thing at the time, well, which actually turned out okay for me, which was I became a financial advisor. And I was hired by one of the world's largest global investment firms. And um, so I was kind of the newbie, you know, in the, we all saw Wolf of Wall Street, you know, everybody's sitting around calling, you know, calling, calling people. Oh, buy Coke, sell Pepsi, you know, buy Procter & Gamble and, you know, sell whatever. And so IBM. So, um, but that's when the market crashed, Jack. That was in 07 and 08 and the market crashed. Mm. And I heard my colleagues calling people and saying, I'm really sorry, you know, Mr. Jones or Mr. Whoever, or Ms., you know, Mrs. So-and-so, and I'm really sorry, but you, you're, you only have about, you know, you lost like 30% of the money that you had. So you have only 60% of that left, and it's taxable in your, in your IRA and your 401K. So, you know, like hold off on that vacation home. I know you were going to retire, but hold off on that. You know, and you might think about downsizing. And all of a sudden, and I start thinking, oh, my God, this is not what I signed up to do in the financial services industry. I never wanted to be the person calling them saying, I'm sorry, but forget all your dreams because the market took a tank and you're stuck, right? And mm. I thought to myself, I was laying in my bed night after night. My stomach was killing me. I couldn't sleep, and I was so far out of integrity. And I was just like, what am I going to do? I mean, I'm in the same kind of situation. I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? And how? what can I figure out, not only for myself, but for all these other people now that I know are in the same boat I was? And so I started, I did what Napoleon Hill did in Think and Grow Rich, and I started interviewing wealthy people and finding out what they did. And so all I did is find out what's been working for wealthy families for over 100 years. And um, just what they do is they end up, they keep more of what they make, I love what Robert Kiyosaki said. He said, it's not just what you make, it's what you keep. It's how hard it works for you Mm -hmm. and how many generations you keep it for. And I said, that sounds like a financial plan to me. So that's really how I ended up doing this. And so I ended up, it's actually very simple. It's just the fact that financial advisors, banks, and the IRS make a lot more money if you're willing to use tax-deferred accounts, and that's IRAs and 401 k Because they don't only defer the tax, they defer the tax calculation. 
So I want to ask, I ask people when I speak from stage, the way I know this is a traffic show, and what I love to do is speak from stage. I love to sponsor events. Of course, I love radio, and I think that radio is the most fabulous medium for helping people get information and network with each other. And um, so I, you know, I realize that you know, this is what we really have to get. We have to get this message out there to people. Well, I think everybody can sense and has sensed for quite a long while that there's two games being played. We don't really know uh, always what the other game is. We know the game that we're playing, and we know the rules mm-hmm. that we're subjected to. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's as far as it goes, because I think a lot of people, and you've worked with so many, you probably know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about, that oh, a lot of people just walk away because it seems so damn confusing and and scary and ominous, and it's like we don't want to be where we are, feeling as if we're wasting money or not getting as or keeping as much as we should be. We don't want to be there, but that is the demon we know, and the one that we don't is this confusing one that has been created for other people. I think that's mm-hmm. just where a lot of people are stuck. So how, well, how do you how have you had people bridge that gap? Well, here's, here's what, I, like I was telling you, I love to speak, I love to get the message out, and really what I, it's super simple, it's really not complicated at all, but think about it, Jack. So the whole idea is that, you know, if I ask people, see the big thing is if you think you're paying 39% of your money in taxes and 29% of your money in interest. That's a huge part of the money that you have. And so financial advisors will basically tell you that there's two types of money. They'll tell you there's your lifestyle money and there's your investment or your savings money. And usually they're, you know, what the only thing that they can do is they can tell you, well, don't go to Starbucks or, you know, you know, don't shop or maybe cut yeah. your trip down, you know, your vacation, don't fly first class, fly coach. And, um, and, then, and then they tell you, well, then you can, save more of that money and you can invest it and you can do those things. But see, and so that really works for them, right? And I I tell people all the time, the IRS is actually rooting for you in tax-deferred accounts accounts, and here's the reason why. Which I ask people all the time from stage, a couple of my favorite questions are these and I'll just ask them to you so you know. It's conversation starters. I ask them, if what you thought to be true about your money and finances turned out not to be true, when would you want to know? Most people say now, right? And so that's yep, that's not one question. And that's for, not tomorrow. We need to know now. And then, you know, secondly, um, do you think taxes are going up or going down? And if you think taxes are going up, going up, yeah, because right now, see, you know, right now what we've been doing is we've been the national debt is at eighteen trillion dollars. I mean, that's you know, that's. That's as if you spent a million dollars a day since Christ was born. That's a trillion. So multiply that out and figure out how, yeah. So, you know, that's just, that's a crazy number. I have a picture that I use where they stack $100 bills and it's like, you know, a half a mile high, higher than the Empire State Building and everything else. And so it's just ridiculous, this amount that we're in debt. And because we keep, we all know, we couldn't just go out and charge everything that we wanted and never have to pay the debt but that's what we're doing as a country. And so the IRS is actually rooting for you because they, if they say, I think that taxation has a lot to do with people's wealth, and so the IRS um, would rather defer the tax because you're going to take the risk with that money all, that, all your life, and then you're not going to pay tax on the seed. You're going to pay tax on the harvest. Hmm. Explain. 
explain that a little bit more? I'm a perfect well, person so, to be interviewing you because I'm so stupid about money. No, you're not. Actually, you know what's so funny? <laughs> we we learned about you. We you probably learned about Greek mythology in school, and you learned about Renaissance literature, and you probably learned about trigonometry. Like, right? We all have calculators. I can't even mm-hmm. use those principles on my calculator. But we weren't taught about money. Now, money is right. what we need next to air, right? Money is so important because back in the day, we used to be able to, if you had goats and I had, I made tents, if I needed a goat and you needed a tent, we could trade, right? But we don't, right. that's not how our world works anymore. If I had to produce my own lifestyle myself, I would be really hard-pressed. I'd probably be, you know, I don't know what I'd be doing, but anyway, making soup out of tree leaves or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, we don't. Our money, our, our world revolves around money now. Money is a tool, and we should use it to use it to experience life, to upgrade our lifestyle, to fund our businesses, to you know, to experience the things we want for ourselves and our family. And the system that is in place right now is kind of just duped us because what they do is they take, if you put money in IRAs and 401ks, they tell you, okay, well you need that money for retirement. But the reality is that actually you have that money at risk your whole entire life. And one of the biggest things that came out of comes out of Tony Robbins' book for me, I quote it all the time, is there's over 40 fund, levels of funds, I'm sorry, 40 different fees inside of mutual funds. So mm-hmm. going back to when I told you that financial advisors will say that there's your lifestyle money and your investment money, we, th- we actually know that there are three kinds of money. That's your investment money, that's your lifestyle money, but the third type of money, which is a third of the pie, as much as the other two put together or combined, is the money that slips through your fingers. And that's the money that we pay unknowingly and unnecessarily, as you said in my intro, um, that we pay unknowingly and unnecessarily. And that's money that we slips through our fingers. And it's not just the money that slips through our fingers, Jack. It's, the, it's what that money could have done for us had we held on to it in the first place. And mm-hmm. banks understand that was a really that, important right? distinction in the book. That that yeah. freaked me out a little bit. He, he took <laughs> it further, and I guess everybody can do this. I didn't know. I I was just like, okay, money slipping through my fingers. It was it fell as much on deaf ears as somebody telling you not to go to Starbucks for me. But then right. he started calculating exactly. how much that money could have helped you when he started throwing that and similar money that slips through your fingers into an account that was interest bearing, and so it mm-hmm. didn't just cost you that Starbucks cup of, cup of coffee, it cost you a calculated what amount money that, that because that would, have been your com- yeah, that would have been your contribution to a fund that was interest-bearing, and that freaked me out a little bit. Right, and so the only thing that where Tony and I are, are very different, I mean, he, because you look at the people that he interviewed, and I understand, he really got interviewed. You can, you can call Charles Schwab when you're Tony Robbins and say, hey, Chuck, mm-hmm. you know, do you have a few minutes? Let's go to lunch. But I don't really have that opportunity. So, um, what I really wanted to do is bring it down to where people could really understand it. And you're right, because we learned all, all kinds of things in school that we don't need, and what we didn't learn is what we really do need. And so a lot of this, this type of wealth that I teach people now has been handed down. I mean, it's what wealthy people do to keep the money and keep it generational. So some of the things that I feel like are really important are things need to be tax-free, okay? Your, your money, as it grows, needs to grow tax-free, because otherwise, you have no idea what that money is going to be worth in the future. And if you go into my website back, you'll see that um, the average tax rate in this country has been at over 16%. Most people don't know that because in our adult working lives, 
um, like in the last 30 years or 40 or 50 years, the tax rate has been more level because we went off the gold standard in this country and we started charging stuff. See, we used to pay for wars when we fought them as a country. And the tax rates went as high as 94% during a few years, which means you kept six bucks out of every hundred, right? That was, right. What would that do right now if we, if we had to do that? But the thing is, back then they had to balance the budget. Now they don't. They put it on a credit card every month, and that credit card's called China. So, um, you know, we just charge it. Hey, no big deal. Like my little granddaughter, she, we were playing at the beach yesterday, and um, she made me a mud pie shake or whatever, and I said, oh. And she says, oh, um, Mimi, she says, that'll be a dollar. And I said, oh, do you take cash? And she said, no, credit cards only, please. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's four, right? So, but that's, what, that's, the, that's the thinking these days, right? Is that, no, we'll just put it on a credit card. And so, um, you know, we really need to think about that and we need to say, what is that interest co- costing us? And what is it costing us to do that? So I really feel that the system, people like you and I, this is exactly, Jack, what I hear all across the country. And people don't understand. But it's because the way that the system's designed is they don't really want, they want you to go to them to be able to figure it out, Right if they actually explained to you how simple it is not to do that, you wouldn't need them and you could go on and you could create your own wealth and tax-free income. But the thing is, if they, as long as they keep it complicated, you have to go to them to get, it, to get it sorted out and to get it translated into something that you pretend like you understand but probably don't, are more confused when you leave than when you got there, right? Yep, that's me. So, so Cheryl, I have to <laughs> jump in and ask you a question. In sure. February of 2000, I made a conscious decision to go all cash. And I mm-hmm. cut up every single credit card that I ever owned and have mm-hmm. been all cash except for my cars ever since. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. a good thing to do? Well, it's definitely better than going in debt, okay, because at least you're not paying interest. But here's the thing I want to tell you, Gina, Here, and here's what most people, a lot of people don't understand. If you, let's just say, if let's just, I'm going to just use YouTube. Let's say Jack's going to go buy a car, right? So he goes to the bank and he borrows, let's say, $50,000. And he pays back $10,000 a year for five years. And now what does he have? He has a five-year-old car, but he doesn't owe the bank anything, right? You, on the right. other hand, you want to buy a $50,000 car. You have to save $10,000 a year for five years. And you go in and you get that BMW or whatever you want, and what do you do? You drain your tank. Now you guys are both at the zero line, right? So if you pay cash, it's better than going in debt because you're not paying interest. But actually what's happening is exactly what Jack was talking about, is that you're losing the interest that your money could be making for you. So what we do is we help people actually set up accounts where they can borrow from themselves and pay themselves back so that you never actually lose the forward momentum of money. Oh, I so, love that like, idea. On my cars, yeah, I do get loans. But it's the only thing that I do get loans. On my cars, I do get loans. It's the only loan mm-hmm. I have, the only debt. But I make mm-hmm. two payments a month. I make my normal mm-hmm. payment, and then I make a second payment that goes straight to principal. So I pay mm-hmm. them off in about 40% of the time, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it definitely makes a difference. Is. And it will, it will cut your interest down. But I'm just even going to tell you that there is a better way, and there's a more efficient way, whether – Better than going in debt, but way, and better than paying cash, and um, oh, we that's actually what we teach it. people to do. Yeah, we de- that's what we teach people. Um, 
I am, you know, I have webinars I do. There's different things. I mean, I'm glad to connect with you in any way that you'd like to know more about this. But yeah, it's very, very simple. And here's the thing. So even when you talk with people like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman, and they have a great idea about snowballing debt, because we do like to help people get out of debt. We feel that that's we, we help them free up the money that's in their IRAs and 401ks and actually tackle their debt, but then keep that money growing for them the rest of their lives tax-free so that they can use it now to buy things. And when you go to buy your car, that money that you're paying in interest, even if it's not that much, is still going to add up over time. And so we help you bring that money back. We help you bring back um, you just really to take control of your money. But what we do is we set up an account where your, your, your entire amount that you ever put in there will always be growing for you and compounding for you, which Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world, right? Um, ta- and it will always mm-hmm. be tax-free. And we use the IRS tax code to do it. So this isn't any kind of kooky things we do in Cayman Islands or, you know, whatever. Um, this is all just using the IRS tax code, just like the wealthy have been doing for 100 years. So it's not rocket science. It's actually very, very simple. But what we do is we, we help people get out of debt. So usually about a third of the time with a third of the interest, and the thing is, when you just try to get out of debt, which is what most people are being taught through, uh, you know, some of the other people that are that are on the radio or people that teach financial principles, the problem is, and so many of my clients come from um, this this whole idea that when you get done, right, um, you 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 all you have is paid bills. So let's say after 15 years or 20 years, let's say you paid off your mortgage, you paid off your, you know, credit cards, you paid off this. So after 15 years. Um, in fact, uh, w- uh, one of my friends came to me. And she says, "I got a lot of debt. Can you help me?" And I was like, "Sure, I can help anybody." I didn't realize she had that much debt, right? She had two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt and a mortgage. Mm. So, but she and her husband made really good money, and so they had had a time when they it was leaner, and now they had more cash flow. And so she said to me, "I said, well, what are you doing now?" And she says, "Well, whatever credit cards on the top, I just throw an extra few thousand bucks at it every month." like, oh, my goodness. Said, no, I think we can definitely come up with a better plan than that. So what we did is we organized it. We actually ended up, um, she was paying off her bills instead of in 30 years. So what we do is we, we have a one-page financial worksheet. People turn that in, and, then, and it doesn't need your social or account numbers or anything, just your name, like Visa, car loan, whatever, interest. And then we, it takes us just about 24 hours, and we can tell you the exact month and year you'll be out of debt. Because we think that's really important for you to know. You have to know where you're starting from. And we can get you wherever you want to go, but we have to know where you are. So we start there. And then we say, okay, well, what if we looked at it through our eyes? What if we looked at it in a different way? And what I tell people is I can have anybody out of debt in nine years or less, including their mortgage, without paying any more than they're paying right now for their monthly bills. So what we did with her is we, we put it through our, you know, our, I have uh, people, you know, part of my team that runs the numbers for me, and so we came back. And instead of her being out of debt in 30 years, she was actually going to be out of debt in only 7.8 years. And she was going to save over $112,000 in interest. Whoa. Now, yeah, and see, Jack, that's the part. When you gulped and swallowed, you knew the importance of it, but you didn't understand that amount of money will be over a million dollars to her in tax-free income in retirement. Yeah, it's not the 112, but that was no. impressive alone. But it's it, it even was more than that. That's right. <laughs> it's even more wow. than that, right? So we feel like we need to get things off the radar screen of the IRS, and of course, it's predator and creditor proof. You know, um, 
We just really look at a way to keep it safe and growing for you and your family so that you have the things that you want. Because, you know, I know that you guys talk so much about lifestyle, and that's why my company, um, my website is Cheryl Fields, Inc., and that's my Twitter and my my, um, LinkedIn, and my website is Cheryl Fields, I-N-C. But um, but actually, I'm the founder of the company called Lifestyle Wealth Group because I believe that your lifestyle is really that every moment that you live in life is what determines your lifestyle. And people make way too many decisions based on money. And we show them how to have accounts that never go backwards. There's no risk. Um, every, every morning they wake up, their account is worth more. Um, it's liquid, so they can actually use it for the things they need and want in life as they go along. They can borrow from themselves. Sheena, you could pay yourself back and buy another car, and then pay yourself back and buy another car. And then when you get ready and you say, okay, it's time to hang it up, you basically just kind of flip a switch and um, you can enjoy tax-free income in retirement. So, um, you know, it's not rocket science. It's really super simple, and, um, you know, we just really, we've really helped so it's many not, people. We So many people get It's not rocket science, but it sure does sound like sorcery. <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually the only. That's one of the main things I get all the time. They always, people always say it sounds too good to be true, but you know, it's been around for a hundred years. It's just that people haven't heard about it because it doesn't make sense for, you know, when it doesn't make sense for the, like the people that Tony interviewed in his book. The point is that you know those are all people that make a lot of money getting people into mutual funds. So even though they were kind of honest about the fact of how it costs you a lot of money, it's still um, they were you know it's still that was their business and that's how they ended up being the people that are, you know, are globally wealthy and, and some of the wealthiest families in the world is by actually, um, you know, using other people's wealth um, to be able to do that. Now, I'm not saying there's not a value, but I'm just saying we're giving up, are, are we giving up too much to get it? So um, we look at compound interest. We look at tax-free as being the big thing. We look at um, liquidity, you know, liquidity use and control of your money. Um, and we just like to. We think that we need to keep it safe and liquid and tax-free. Because here's the thing. Here's what's here's what's really disturbing, Gina. Is that I read a statistic the other day that 39% of women are retiring into poverty. Huh. Why is that in this country? And here's what I figured out. I, that was so disturbing to me. I like went outside and I sat in my lawn chair for a little while and I was thinking about that. I'm like, how did that happen? Here's how it happened. Because the way the system is set up right now. You, most people know that they can't use their IRA or 401k money until they're 59 and a half, right? And so if you use it before then, the government charges you 10% to use your own money plus the tax. After 70 and a half, the government charges you because they say, well, you've had all this tax benefit all this time. We need you to use that money so you can't pass it on to your kids, right? And so after 70 and a half, the penalty is 50% if you don't spend the amount that they think you should spend and take the money out of those accounts at the rate they think you should take it out. So they charge you 50% penalty. So there's only 11 years that the government lets you use your money without you having to pay a penalty for it. Now, to me, that's retarded. So we have In New to York, that's what? called a mugging. That's, that's actually a drive-by. That's a mugging. Somebody's just snatching your purse. Exactly. Exactly. No, I know. That's very true. It's so true. But we just this has been what we've known. You know, this is just all we've known. And this was all I knew. I mean, I, I'm just a few steps ahead of y'all because the whole thing is that's where I found out. I just had to go figure out. There was something that was missing, and this is what was missing for me. So, um, One so of the there's only 11 we... years. Mm-hmm. So I, well, just I was just going to make one more quick point. Things, 
Oh, you go, go first. Ahead. You go first for sure. No problem. So the one more point I wanted to make was just there's only 11 years that the government lets you use your money without penalties or fees, and the problem is twofold. Number one is you don't know what the tax rate's going to be then, right? Now, right now, there's legislation on the House, uh, legislation on the floor of the House that they're going to increase capital gains to, in, to ordinary income. So capital gains, people that make money in mutual funds and the stock market are going to be actually paying 38%. If, if it goes through. It hasn't gone through, but if it does. So the idea is this. You don't know what that's going to be. How can you plan? How big of a retirement home are you planning? Or what kind of plans are you going to make when you have no idea what, how much of it, your money you're going to get to keep? That's number one. And number two, here's what I've realized about that statistic that I was saying to Gina about women retire, retiring at the poverty level. If you've screwed up, you don't have time to fix it. Yeah. And that's what I ask people. If what you thought to be true turned out not to be true, when would you want to know? Because if you wait till then, you're screwed. Yeah. So that was my... It's pretty scary stuff. And I think a lot of people, I really feel like a lot of people, you know, because I'm good at making money. I just yeah. don't keep all the money I'm supposed to be keeping. I feel that. I sense that. And I think everybody does. And yeah. But we just don't – it's just a paralytic. It's just really hard to and, – and like you're saying, too, I sense that, it's, that it is pretty easy. Working with somebody like you, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it would take very long for me to understand what I need to do and with your guidance get going on that plan. But, Absolutely. I mean, we're lucky. We, we seek out leverage all the time. That's what Gina mm-hmm. and I do. So that's why you're right. here. In the mm-hmm. first place is we sense we need more leverage in this area. We're good at leverage in every part of our business, and, and mm-hmm. we teach it all the time, except for here I don't know that we really are leveraged mm-hmm. to the way that we need to be, and, and hence you're here. So we, yeah. have, I mean, we have people on our show just to help us as much as <laughs> the listeners. Oh, I would love to have a conversation. But, and you guys have my number, so um, Jan's got my number. You definitely yeah, love to talk with you, and um, and definitely. And you know, here's one of the things that um, that might help you feel because it's hard sometimes to feel like, well, how did I not ever know this, right? I mean, how did I get all through yeah. all my life? I'm not a dumb person. I've been in business. I've been. I read the newspaper, and you know, I keep my my eyes and ears open. But here's one of the things. Um, I I, do, I have this special report on my website. It's called the three big myths that keep you from building your wealth, and the one big secret the bank hopes you never find out about. And the one big secret I want to tell you is this, and this will probably really, um, when I first found this out, my, I just felt like my ears got red. Um, um, so by law, the bank is allowed to loan your money out seven times for every dollar you put in. So that means they loan it out, let's say, to one person for a house at 4%, somebody for a car at 5% or something, somebody for, let's say, technology at 10% or maybe a business loan at 10%, then maybe a boat or maybe a travel, you know, a trip or a cruise at 12%, and then maybe three or four credit cards at 20 or 25%. The bank is actually making 100% on the money that they act like it's a big deal that they're giving you 1% on in their account, oh, right? Yeah. So the bank understands leverage, but and and here's the question and and here's the real question. Isn't that all the stuff that we all want anyway? Why wouldn't we use our own money and use exactly what the banks do 
and use their system, like use what they do to create our own wealth the same way that they create wealth by loaning money, loaning it to ourselves and paying ourselves back for the things that we need and want. And so that's really how simple it is, Jack. What do you think of that, Gina? Be the bank. Love that a lot. So we, we say that a lot here. Work. Be the bank. In a lot of different ways we say that. And you might think we know what you know because we say it so much, but I don't think we really I personally uh was not thinking in terms of this. Um well, but at least we thing. say it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Well, it makes sense. It sounds good rolling off our tongue, and don't we wish we could be the banker? You know, back then, it used to be back then, it was that you meant you worked 10 to 3 every day. You know, that was, what do you have, banker's hours, right? But anymore, it doesn't mean that. It means accumulating. It means having time and money. And um, that's really what we think lifestyle is. So, um, yeah, that's that's really what it is. We have special agreements with some of the world's largest companies. That's how we, we facilitate these. And um, really what I do is I, I'm a broker, so I help other I help you get a plan together that works for you, and then um, I help you find the best place to put that money. So um, I don't actually even charge my clients, Jack. I let the companies – I have agreements with the companies that we work with, which is um, – really dozens of companies, and we help you actually to make sure that your money is safe and growing with institutions that have been around for at least 100 years, um, sometimes longer, and um, that have paid dividends for over 100 years without stopping. So, you know, I have a lot of attorneys that love these programs because they say, I would much rather be in contract law with companies that are making money than I would be with banks and insurance companies and things like that, much more than I would be and IRS tax law with the government who run programs like Social Security and Fannie and Freddie and Medicare, Medicaid, the post office. You know, sometimes when you're not the one making the money, it's easier to spend it. But when you are the one making the money, you value the money and you know how to leverage the money. Yeah. Well, one of the things so that to uh, was in Tony's book was to go find somebody like you. And I never did that. Well, but now I have. It sounds like you I have. have. I fa- yes, we found each other. Sounds like all of our we- listeners have too. I would, I would love to. I was so thrilled when I found I was going to be able to be on the show today because I know where your hearts are. You know, I know that you're, you know, you really do want the best for your listeners. And so, um, you know, I do the same thing. So it never costs anybody to work with me. So I want you to know that. So nobody has any risk. We're glad to show you what you know, plan A and plan B and and any combination or whatever. Um, it's not a black or white. It's just. Um, you know, use whatever works for you, and then we'll help you. You know, we'll help you to find the best people to be able to facilitate it for you if, if you want to take the next step. But, you know, seriously, we save people hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest over their lives, and um, and turn that into tax-free income for them. And that's, of course, where the opportunity cost comes in, Jack, which is what you were talking about. So it's powerful stuff. Wow. So, do you have any other cool stories about anybody that you've worked with uh, oh, lately? Oh, let's see. That, um, Let's see. Okay, so let me think of who would be another cool story to tell you. Well, you know, like I like to tell people, um, you know, I can I work with people in all different income levels. So this is not like most financial planners who want to know how much, you know, if you have the bigger the, you know, the bigger the transfer, the uh, the bigger their paycheck. But for me, it's a little bit different because, um, you know, I like to help people number one get out of debt and then be able to create tax free income for retirement. So people like Gina that don't have debt, that we just start right away on a on a program for retirement, tax free income for retirement um, that this actually the other thing is you'll never outlive it and that's a big worry for people boomer age people is outliving it because technology is keeping us alive longer 
but our money, we didn't plan for that when we were 20, right? So um, a lot of people have no idea how long their money will last. And with our plans, that's really the funnest thing I get to do. Um, Getting people out of debt is really fun. I love that because that really puts them on solid footing. Now they're just like, wow, I'm just forward, you know, straight, you know, you know, straight out from here. But um, uh, retirement planning is really fun for me. And so what we do is we create tax-free income for retirement accounts. I was working on an account today with a gentleman who who is going to be transferring around $300,000 out of his IRA. He's he's actually younger. Um, He left the company because I always tell people when you leave the company, when you go, your money should go, right? Don't leave it there because you never know what's going to happen to it. And so get it in your own account. And so we actually took that money, and he's going to um, he's going to have put that into one of our retirement accounts and um, let it sit there. And when he's 65, instead of um, instead of like then having to pay the tax and worry about what his money's worth, it's actually that amount of money is actually going to um, generate for him over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, for wow. until he's I think age ninety. Yeah, tax free. So you never have to worry. That's the point, right? That isn't well, that what lifestyle's about. Yeah, and I'm you know, I have a lot of goals, I have vision boards, I have all of this stuff that I want to do. And I don't know because of that weird number that, you know, it's not just what the, the, the coffee costs, but the lot mm-hmm. of opportunity and the cost of that coffee. I don't know my exact number for what's on my vision board, for for the things well, that we want to do, our that. next house. and Yeah, that's that's really kind of more of what seems to be what turns me on the most is mm-hmm. I don't want the, you know, the debt stuff, all of that, that's great, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a, a wonderful day, all of that kind of thing. But what's the number? I want to know what the right. number what's is. Right, what's the number, and, exactly. And I, I thought maybe I could figure out how to calculate it if I could finish this damn book, which I couldn't no. do. <laughs> You'll end up working to you than you started, I I'm Sorry to tell you, but you'll end up more confused than you started. Um, no, actually, it's actually math. You know, I tell people that all the time. So it's really not about if the crypt don't rise or if this happens in the economy or the stock market or whatever. <laughs> it's really math. It's really math. And that's what really I think if you had to ask me the one thing that makes me so um, excited to share it with people is that it's math. So I can show you the exact month and year you'll be out of debt on your plan. I can show you the exact month and year you'll be out of debt on our plan. And then I can show you exactly when you'll be able to afford that, whatever that is on your vision board. Um, We can show you, you tell me how much it's going to cost you, and I'll tell you exactly when you'll have the money. And, um, you know, the problem, like I said, with people who do try to pay cash for things is the fact that they never generate the kind of leverage in their savings accounts that they really need to generate to be able to really feel like they have the forward momentum of money. So that's what we help you do is really get that forward momentum. And then, you know, just imagine if you knew that you'd have tax-free income in retirement, Jack, then you could really start to plan and start to dream, and it wouldn't be all that little naggy voice in the back going, yeah, how are you going to do that, wise guy, you know? You'd be saying, uh, yeah, yeah, it's right here on the paper because it's all math, and I know exactly where I'm going to be in 25, you know, 10, 15, 25, 50 years from now, I know exactly where I'm going to be. And so... Because it's liquid, you can use the money now for stuff and enjoy the things you want now. And it doesn't have to be just that one big thing on the vision board about, you know, hopefully you live long enough to enjoy it. But um, I guess one of the stories I could tell you that you asked me is I am one of my first clients ever, which was about 10 years ago, um, or no, I guess maybe about eight years ago, um, they were school teachers, and um, they had saved every penny they ever made. In fact, the first time I went over to their house, she asked me if I wanted a cup of tea. 
And um, I said, sure. And so she made my cup of tea, and then she reused the tea bag and made her cup of tea, right? So I was like, whoa, this lady is frugal. So, um, Hardcore. We, I know, good for her, though. And that's how they actually were able to save, you know, quite a nice amount of money. And mm-hmm. um, so then... Their whole, their, she, was, she says, we really want to be sure that when my husband retires that um, we can travel the world. And I went, when the first meeting, she went through her photo album and she showed me they'd been on about 10 different trips over 20 years of marriage. And she said, her, her face lit up. Oh, this was us in Venice. Oh, my gosh, this is when we got to go to Paris. And they only have, got to go for a few days because it was too expensive. So they only, you know, they didn't really enjoy it. But when, when we retire, she says, we want to be able to do that. And we just want you to make sure that we have the money to be able to do that. And I told her, I said, I can do that. So we had several meetings. And I, you know, I, I love talking to them because they just really were so excited and so cute. They've been married forever. And um, so at, um, let me see, 63, they retired. And um, they had a pension. And they had all this money that they'd saved. And she called me like... Um, I want to say, so we, we put a plan together for them, right? So everything was in place, and they were really excited. She called me crying um, probably six months later, and she said, you're not going to believe it, but my husband's um, been diagnosed with kidney failure, and he's going to be on dialysis. Mm. And she said, so we're never going to be able to leave for more than two days in a row. And... Mm. I just wanted I, I just I wanted to change it. I wanted to do something for them. I wanted to fix it somehow and I couldn't. And she said, you know, you've made sure that the money's here, but now we don't have our freedom. And so um that's the importance of having money liquid all through your life. If they could have gone on all those trips because their money was liquid and not tied up, they wouldn't be so you know, they wouldn't have felt like the bottom had fallen out of them of all of their plants. And so, anyway, um, kind of fast forward, um, he was on dialysis for four or five years. He finally did get a new kidney, and um, I I saw them again. Um, I I visit all my clients annually at least, but talk to them quarterly. And um, she told me that they had booked all of their trips for next year, and they were going on like 10 of them because she realized how valuable time was, and they knew they had the money. So now time was the big thing, and they were going to pack as much as they could into it. So they've got their whole year for the rest of 2015 and 16 planned out. And, um, you know, that feels good. Mm. Feels I've really always good. been at odds with that, with that idea of saving uh, for a time in your life when you can't climb the mountain as well as you could when you were younger. But you still well, want to go to Katahdin in Maine. You still want to do those things, yeah. but your knees aren't going to work by the time you That's are right. done working and have enough money saved up. I've always been at odds with that ideology. I've never liked well, it. Well, see, and that that's just your intuition telling you that it's wrong. it doesn't make sense, right? And it doesn't make sense. So that's why you need to be able to experience the things when you can, you know, with people that you care about when they're in your lives. You know, you never know who's not going to be in your life for whatever reason. I mean, women end up suddenly single for all kinds of reasons, and men too. And, you know, then don't we wish, then we really can't go back and plan out 2015 and 16 because we don't have, you know, they're not there. So, yeah, you're right. You know, um, another interesting fact um, is that did you know that more people have died descending Mount Everest than they have climbing it? (laughs) That makes sense. Because they plan and plan and plan to climb, and then they have yeah. no idea how to get back down the mountain. And that's what I use that. That is so much like Americans today in retirement. 
They plan, they plan, well, they ever, plan, have, and then they have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you were a kid, you climbed a tree because you really wanted to climb that tree, and then <laughs> the fire department had to come. It happens to cats all the time. They just want to get up the tree and get that bird, and they don't. They can't climb down. They, they're hooked. Their claws only go in one direction. That's right. Yeah, no, I know, right? It's so true. But yeah, you're right. You really want to take advantage of the opportunities as they come up, and that's what life is. So see, you know, we just believe that money should continue to flow. Our word currency that we use for money is actually from the Latin word, which is the same thing as a current in a river, to flow. And so if you look at the way that money is designed to work, it's actually designed that it's supposed to continue to flow and to grow. And so our accounts never go backwards. So you can actually count on your money flowing. And that's really an important distinction because you do need things in life. We can't live without money. You know, I mean, I guess we could live without money, but really that's not really living. In these days, it, we do need money to do the things that we want to do. And life to me is, a, is daily experiences or monthly or yearly experiences that we share with the people we love and take advantage of the opportunities as they come up. Um, and sometimes it takes money to step through that door. You know, maybe you've got to take a flight to go speak on a stage, you know, in Oregon or Texas or somewhere else, you know, wherever. Or maybe you have to, you know, have an opportunity to do things. And it takes money to do those things. And if we're always so worried that it won't be there for us tomorrow. You know, one of the things I tell people all the time, and here's where I think one of the things that has been drilled into our heads, is we don't really play to win in this country. We play not to lose. Mm. Good point. And so if you didn't have to worry about your money anymore, if you knew where you were going to be 20 years from now, and you knew it was going to be tax-free and always growing and there for the rest of your life, how would it change how you looked at today? You know? And so we really try to help people do that. We, ha- we, we help them try to understand that you can actually play to win. And it doesn't mean hitting the lottery. It doesn't mean all of a sudden this huge windfall of cash. It just means knowing that you have the money that you need and want to live the life that you want to live. And that's for, every pe- for people. It's, it's different for every person. But it's not rocket. It's, it's simple strategies. It's just strategies. It's just looking at things yeah. a little bit differently than what we've been taught and told. Incredible stuff. I'm I'm uh, anxious. I'm sure a lot of people. I think your phone's going to be ringing off the hook today because uh, awesome. and this week well, as we waiting. get it up to I'll the. Be, <laughs> yes, I'll be here waiting to waiting to talk to your listeners. Is yeah. it okay if I give out my phone number, my office number? Absolutely, and okay. your website again. Okay. All right. So my name is Cheryl Fields. It's C-H-E-R-Y-L, and my last name is Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. And um, the website is Inc. So it's Cheryl Fields, Inc., I-N-C. And that's my website, that's my Twitter, and that's my LinkedIn. So Cheryl Fields, I-N-C. And um, then my office number is area code 561-465-5171. And that's my that rings directly into my office. So um, if you wanted to speak directly with me, I tell people all the time, I'm really glad to have a confidential conversation, um, discuss a little bit about how you think, you know, what might be keeping you up at night, what might be causing you stress, and um, then I'm definitely glad to let you know if we have something that might help or work for you. And, again, you don't ever have to pay me. So um, there's no risk, and um, it's just a... If you have debt, there's a one-page financial worksheet. Um, like I said, no account numbers, no social security numbers. Just 
information so that we can run it and see what your interest is actually costing you and what the opportunity would be um, if we could bring that money back to you. And that's just a one-page worksheet. And then we just call you back and we show you that. And then really, if you want to take it the next step, we're glad to do that. And if you, um, if you just want the information, that's fine with us too. We want you to know when you'll be out of debt because that's an important thing. A lot of people don't realize how long it's going to be for them to be out of debt. Yeah. So we, we just really love working with people, love to help in any way we can. And so we're glad to offer the strategies. On, and for me, I know it's going to be what I'm going to do the rest of my adult working life um, is to be able to share these principles and strategies with other people. I believe Jan has a question for you. She scheduled you for the show. Thank you so much for that, Jan. Oh, yes, oh Jan. you're welcome. This this has been great. And rarely have we ever just really gotten Jack just flabbergastedly quiet. <laughs> so that right there, that's amazing. Um, no, this oh, is awesome. Funny. You know, it's funny because we all spend so much time thinking about making the money and mm-hmm. at less time about, you know, our lives and what we're going to do with it. So what is one thing that just anybody can do right now to start to change the way they think about their money, um, no matter how much yeah. they make? No matter how much you make. And here's what I really had to do. And let me, Jack wanted stories, and let me tell you a story. When I ended up um, having, you know, that money taken from me and my, my business account gutted, and I was sitting on the park bench in Savannah, Georgia, on the same bench, in Forsyth Park, where they filmed Forrest Gump. And that's the, bo- that's the um, bench that Tom Hanks was sitting on when he said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Mm. And I was sitting there with my dog on a leash, basically not knowing what I was going to do next or where my, my money was, what I was gonna, how I was going to start over. But I just knew I needed to know how money worked and it needed to work for me fast. And so... The answer to your question, Gina, one of the things I realized then, and this is kind of funny because one of the things that I, the only thing that was really, what made me almost come to tears was thinking that I would, my my girls would get married, I have two daughters, that they would get married, which neither one had boyfriends at the time, right? So I was afraid they were going to get married and move away and I wouldn't be able to afford the the ticket to see my grandkids. Now, I had much Mm. bigger problems than that, much bigger problems. But if anything was going to bring me to tears, it was that. And I said, I can't let that happen. I have to fix it. And so I think we all have those defining moments. So in answer to your question, Jan, I think we, you have to, at some point, you have to have that moment on the park bench with yourself and say, okay, what am I really going to do about this? Because I'll tell you the other thing. Everybody thinks that everybody else is doing great. But I, t- I tell you, I sit across the kitchen table with people all across the country, and they're not. Okay? Everybody thinks that everybody else is doing great, but pe- nobody understands. Most people don't understand how any of this works. And so once they do, then they can feel like empowered. They can feel like, okay, they can take control of their lives. So the one thing that they could do that is sometimes the hardest thing to do is to start and realize where you are. And that's where that's why I have the financial worksheet. Even if you just want me to send it to you and you never send it back to me, that's fine. But take that worksheet and figure out where you are. And if you want to email me at Cheryl at lifestylewealthgroup.com, I'll send you that form. I'll have somebody on my team send you that form. And that's really, it's a one-page form. Get a beer, glass of wine, a cup of tea, whatever, sit in your office, 
put on the music and just really stop and say, where am I? Because we can help you get anywhere you want to go, but we have, you have to know where you are. And once you realize that, it's actually the start of empowering yourself. Whether you work with us or you don't, it's the start of being empowered and saying, okay, this is really where I am. Where do I want to be and how am I going to get there? And that, that's really the one thing I would say to people. Um, if, you know, Jack Canfield used to, I love what one of the quotes he had was, you know, he said, you don't have to be able to see. If you're going from L.A. to New York and you're going, let's say you could go at night, he said, you only have to see 40 feet down the road. You don't have to see all the way to New York to know that you're going to get there. And that's really important for people to know. Get in the car, turn on the headlights, you know, fill out the worksheet, and if you just set it on your desk, do that. But know where you are and start there. That's an awesome statement. I really appreciate that because, you know, I think there's just a lot of fear around figuring it, it out where you're at because we're exactly. all afraid we're not going to get there. And, and I really well, appreciate course. how you've been talking about this. Absolutely, Jan. I mean, of course, and I mean, that's really the start of it. And I think, I think part of it is that we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We think we've done the right thing. Because oh, that's all that we've ever been taught or told. That's maybe what our parents told us. But here's the thing. Somebody said to me last weekend, they said, you know, um, we're not getting handed down houses and wealth like, like a couple generations ago when, you know, when somebody passed away in the family, the grandma and grandpa, they, everybody got taken care of, right? And then they built that wealth and they took care of the next generation. And we, we were empowered to have money to start businesses, to buy homes, to do all that. We don't have that in this country anymore. And why is that? It's because what we've been doing has been, it's like an inverted pyramid. It's been chiseling, chiseling, chiseling away at the wealth in this country. We've been giving it. We've been letting it slip through our fingers and not holding on to it ourselves. And we have to hold on to it ourselves to provide for ourselves and our family. Yeah, that's very air. interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's almost like being in a dark tunnel and knowing there's monsters out there, or at least thinking <laughs> there are, and you'd rather just mm-hmm. not even turn on the light to see their faces. You'd rather just that's leave so the tunnel true. dark. But you exactly. go in and you rescue people from that tunnel and let them know that there actually is certainty and there is help mm-hmm. and there is something you can actually do instead of rolling up in the fetal position and sucking your thumb, which I think a lot of people are doing figuratively nowadays. Well, and you're so right. I mean, that's absolutely true. And it's because we're confused. We don't know what to do, you know. What does a baby try to do? They suck their thumb and they curl up so that they can take up as little space as they can on the planet and they hopefully nothing hits or falls or kills them, right? That's what I mean, mm-hmm. playing, you know, playing not to lose, right? We have to play to right. win. We have to open up. We have to run around in the meadow with our hands stuck, you know, reaching out and say, you know, wait, is, what else might there be out there? And so, like I said, I'm, I'm so thrilled that wealthy people came way before me and, and, you know, generations and generations have done this and nobody's ever lost a penny. So it's nothing that's going away. It's nothing that's going to change. It's always been like this. It's just that we, you know, it, it, it just hasn't made sense for banks and I, the IRS and the government to come out and tell you about it because it doesn't, it really doesn't help them, you know, with what what you know the things that they need, which is tax dollars, because the government doesn't make or do anything to generate its own money. It only takes from people who do. And so, um, you know, that's you and me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I work pretty hard, and I love what I do. But um, you know, I still know that I I put a lot of hours in, and um, 
And so I feel like I want things for myself and my family. Yeah. And I want to know I that. Really I important. want to know with certainty, you know. So yeah. it's, and we still need, you know, wilderness and parks and potholes filled and, you know, mm-hmm. basic services and everything. But 39 percent? I don't know. Right. That's, that's not efficient. Everybody always says the government's not very efficient. And, well, that's really true if you just look at how much taxes you have to pay just to get the government to do stuff that doesn't come back and benefit you. I was just thinking about Sweden and other countries where people mm-hmm. always compare our taxes to theirs. But the thing is... Mm-hmm. They save a lot of a lot of their money that they pay in taxes come back in services that we have to pay for, but they don't because the government exactly. actually yeah. provides you know, they services actually, that <laughs> they actually give and men and nobody gets that. So it's always a fault. It's a red herring leave. argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. they give men maternity leave. Um, you know, you get paid uh, and benefits for services with when you have children because they invest in their people. So it's mm-hmm. it's really, really different, and people are always saying that. But as a self-employed person, I pay a very high amount. Yes, you do. And, yeah. and, here's the and I hate thing to do this, I guys, can... but we are totally out of time. No. No, we need another hour. We need another hour. Well, <laughs> I demand I'm another available. hour. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys are available another day and time, we can pick up the conversation and continue it here. Well, we'll watch I think that uh, how, like how the comments idea. come in today. Yeah, and I think people are going to want to hear from Gina you some more. Yes, I'd love to. One thing that Gina just said, and here's the thing that I want to leave you with as entrepreneurs because it is a little staggering, is that um, the SBA says that there's 50% lo- less SBA loans going out right now for people, young people starting their companies. And the reason is because of student loan debt. They can't qualify for SBA loans. So how backward is that, that they go to a university and they enter into the workplace with all of this great knowledge and information, but because they've taken out a loan that they didn't have to prove any income to get, but it's going to cripple and saddle them financially for years, I feel like we have to put them in a better situation as well of of ourselves. And so, um, you know, the fact that people aren't taking out SBA loans um, means that people aren't starting businesses. And in America, we're innovators, right? We, why wouldn't we want to create our own paternal maternity leave, you know, paternity leave or whatever? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we want to have accounts where we could actually manage that money and not have to have somebody dole it out to us? And I think that's just really the important thing. As entrepreneurs, we are the, the lifeblood of this country, and we need to have the money to grow our businesses, to run our businesses, and to do the things we need to do for our families and to grow, you know, all of that. And we need to be able to do that for ourselves. And so I agree with you. You know, those are things we really need to stop and think about and say, what what else is there? Because maybe it's really not working the best way it could for us right now. So thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I'd love to come back. I'd love to hear from anybody who uh, would like to call and love to talk with you directly on ways I can help you or even give you more information. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. And again, CherylFieldsInc.com. Jack and I will be back next week, same time, same place, for another episode of Traffic Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.